0: I've been playing analysis. I have like an essay, and I have to read and do something every week. And then it's just, and then I'm like I had a thirty assignments a week due in Spanish class on, right. online, and it's just, ugh. wow. It, I was, yeah, inevitably I failed wow. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, but like all of my classes, I'm in great standing in, so I'm not worried about yeah. it.
1: Is Spanish in SFA class or is it?
0: Yeah, it was a, it's elementary Spanish. I took it online. And so basically like every night after rehearsal, I would go to the library and I would just like, I would knock out as many as I could. But
1: after rehearsal, you didn't get done with rehearsal until like 1030, 1030 sometimes. And
0: then there would be times I would be in the library until about 1130 and then I would go and work out and then I would go home and sleep. Right. But because that was the only time frame I had. Yeah, 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 And there then I had to be up for class at 9 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, wow, wow. All
1: yeah. right. So, guys, this is Avenue Speak once again. This is the podcast about nothing. I'm here with a very special guest, man. I've had the privilege of working with him for a short season of a time frame at the ending of 2019 on a Shakespeare production for Stephen F. Austin State University. This is one of the many, many talented theater students Mr. Skyler Yarbrough
0: yes sir right? yes sir yeah man. hello
1: <laughs> yeah this dude is he's he's incredible also is Thank really you. incredible at juggling time scheduling and time frames although he may not think he's so good at that now but he's learning and, <laughs> and he's very flexible which is very good and very powerful so yeah, I just wanted to get him on this podcast. I really, in all honesty, I wanted to get like a whole Titus podcast. I thought that would just be amazing. Just kind of talk That'd be about, intense. yeah, just kind of talk about post-Titus life, or maybe even take a glimpse in pre-Titus life. Shoot,
0: sure. that would have been that would have been an interesting podcast because a lot of us haven't seen each other since uh, the last show,
1: right? And so, right, like I see you guys randomly, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our our schedules are so like messed up and like we had a lot of freshmen in the show. Mm-hmm. And once you get up to about junior year, you're done. Like I took I went to junior college so I got done with all my basic courses and so I'm not in any other building but the theater building. Okay. Oh, well, except for this next semester I have to take a dance class, so I'll be in the studio over in the dance building, but Right. Yeah, like I'll see them every so often. Um, I try and go support them at like mm-hmm. their um at their classwork and when we do like studio time for like the directing classes or the beginning acting classes. Right. And then I'll see them there and be like, Hi, what's up? Bye-bye. Good to work with you and yeah. you know, I can't wait to see this, blah blah blah. Yeah. And um yeah. It's wow. very intense. Wow. It's great. Yeah. But, you know, and then, like, the people I usually see more are the upperclassmen who are also done with all their basic classes. uh uh-huh. Just kind of, like, getting on that same rotation. Right. I mean, I was in a lot of classes with Bo, who played Lavinia.
1: Okay, yeah. So, yeah. we, we had yeah. to see each other a lot. I saw her at Chipotle, like, well, this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually have, like, I think two majors that work there now. It's kind of intense. They're, like, really helping us out. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh-huh. It's, like it's
1: amazing right? relation, how relationships were formed whenever you're actually or intentionally trying to get a goal accomplished, such as finish school or get a job or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, and, like, on top of that, we had rehearsal from 6.30 to 10.30 every night. Right. And, you know, doing that every night for, like, 60 days and then you know, going on to a schedule where you're like, I'm not seeing people anymore, it ki- right. it's kind of like, oh, wow, <laughs> right. like, I was really tired, <laughs> but also, like, yeah. I don't have a social life because of this show, <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that, yeah, because, yeah. 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 like, they're just, like, by the end of the week, like, come Saturday, Sunday, it's like, I have a job on the weekends, and you know, once you get to the end of the week, I'm just like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. Like, it's time to go to bed. But even then, like, I'll be just chilling in my room, playing video games, looking at my phone, lose track of time. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, I'm never going to get sleep ever. It's not going to happen. You're right. <laughs> so like, I might as well just try to stay awake. I might as, I might as well just, like, pull all night or just, like, yeah. go all the way through college, no sleep and then I'll sleep Uh, when I'm dead. Yeah, no, it's very unhealthy. Uh, Don't do that, kids. It's not
1: good. uh, Never do that. I (laughs) I think that is the worst advice that anyone can ever receive.
0: Don't sleep. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, like, there was actually this, like, weird study thing that I read in a biology class in high school where it was, like, we have trained, the human body has trained itself to need sleep. By like the habits that we do, but truthfully, we don't physically actually need sleep. So like, honestly, not sleeping is like breaking a bad habit. So like you, from the time you're born, you're forced to sleep. And so if you just get in that habit, and then you'll you'll sleep because basically you're just going unconscious, like you're just you're out. But It doesn't really do a whole lot for your body other than like keeping you on routine. Mm. So once you break that routine, it's like it's like a drug addict coming off like meth for the first time. And it it just like your body shuts down, it's rejecting it, you're wanting to go to sleep. Right. Right. Okay. Ooh. So is there a
1: difference between sleep and rest? No. Yeah. I think
0: there's the difference between sleep and rest is like sleep, you're unconscious, but like resting, you can just be like in a setting like this and you're just chilling and like not really thinking about anything, drinking your coffee and just being like, yeah, this is like, this is nice. Like not really doing anything to like physically exhaust yourself or mentally exhaust yourself, just kind of like being having empty thought and just kind of taking in your everything around you. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, I'll catch myself a lot of times, like, I'll just, I'll just be chilling and I'll be in my room, I'll just, like, be on my Switch or be on the PS4 and I'll just be like, oh, God, did I just sleep for the past three hours, did I play video games, like, no, I want to go outside, <laughs> and then I'll, like, I'll go for a run or I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ride my bike, yeah, yeah I actually just... <laughs> I haven't done. I haven't been for a run for a while because the weather's been bad. Yeah. And so I went to play basketball for the first time the other day, and I got about two games in. We only played to like thirteen, and as soon as I sat down, my face was pounding, mm-hmm. and like I started. I pulled up my like sleeves because I was wearing a long sleeve, mm-hmm. and like my arms had turned blood red, and, yeah. and like my heart was just pounding. It's like, hey, you need to do this more. <laughs> It was great. Why
1: did we take so much time off?
0: Yeah, right. No. It was crazy. And then... uh, But one of the hard things about Titus was, like, balancing time to, like... You know, I I was able to get a majority of my work done. I was able to do all my reading assignments. But I think that, like, trying to build a friendship while you're also trying to do all these things and then work... And at this time, I was working in Lufkin, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had a shift from twelve thirty to five. Where'd you work? I work okay. at Walmart. Okay. Yeah. You're in Lufkin. Well, I transferred to the Knack store because, like, my, but, so at my, that, but
1: at that time, you were in Lufkin. Yeah,
0: in Lufkin. I worked at that time. I worked at the Knack and Walmart, and if you don't know, like, it's on the super south side of like Lufkin, so like. You're taking fifty nine, like the exit to go to Houston. Yeah, is like right there. Yeah, it is. And um, and once you're past that point, you hit a McDonald's and the Cotton Patch, and then it's just trees. <laughs> yes. And then there's Burke. <laughs> and then there's Burke. Yeah. Burke Health Center. And then you hit Livingston. <laughs>
1: yeah. Somewhere yeah. after that.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so like I would get out of class at, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at like eleven forty five, and then. I would just book it to the old theater, get in my car, and then just get to Lefkin. And I would actually be late a lot until I was like, hey, I need to push this time to like 12.45. And they're like, okay, give it three weeks. And then after three weeks, I had like a lot of occurrences, and it just, uh, it was a whole mess. And then, but I, eventually, I was able to get those wiped because it was a school function, and so I was like, Get on me! <laughs> wow! Yeah! Wow! It's a crazy schedule.
1: Okay. So, what is what was your most
0: enjoyable moment in Titus? There were. The most enjoyable moment would be the rehearsal. I would say. I didn't get to, I ended up missing like three rehearsals, but um, in the end, like three out of 60 it was it's not that bad. Um, The last rehearsal on this actually ended up getting me pulled from a Saturday show, and I was very upset, and I showed like a wrong side of me that I wanted to show, and it just, it didn't look good on my part, and I ended up having to apologize a lot and um and, and thankfully they were all like you know hey we understand like you're stressed out right now um you think we're punishing you we're not and I'm just like okay like we're there um yeah like the there would be where whenever we would do the fight call rehearsals or whenever we would do like choreography rehearsal whenever like the scene with um me Lavinia and um Chiron, yeah. We, whenever we were doing the whole the ring around the rosé thing, uh, right, right. That was a really fun rehearsal. Trying to figure out like how are we going to make this like gross, and <laughs> and the first thing the first thing we did was we sat down and we were like, hey, um, what are our limits? Like, what are we not comfortable with? And all three of us were just like, I'm fine with whatever and that really showed later in fight call (laughs) whenever we were like in photo call where we were doing a picture and whenever she falls back on me I caught Bo and I like and they were like cold and she just like played on top of me (laughs) for like eight minutes trying to figure out how we were going to get a certain picture in and um, I was just like, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm chilling. I'm like, I don't care. Right. They said hold, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there would be times where I would, like, try, and some, try something new with Tristan. I'm like, hey, I'm going to try this thing. We're going to see what happens. Right. And he was like, all right, for sure. Um, and we would try it, and we would talk, and we like, yeah that didn't work, or like, okay, that worked, let's see if we can do this thing to make it better, and then we would just keep pushing each other off of that. And so we kind of built this relationship of, like, hey, we want each other to be better, so let's do things that, like, highlights each other's right. points, and right, right. Um, there were there were definitely moments, like, I wish we could have talked more about it, Right. and then, um, but Um, There was another scene where we just kind of ran with it, and we were just trying to, because we wanted to introduce, like, this chaotic energy that lived inside of of Demetrius and Chiron. And so, whenever we first did it, was like, Cleo was talking to us, who's the director, and was like, so you guys are just leaving a party. And the first thing I was like, is there alcohol at this party? You about the, the first party? Yeah. yeah after yeah, the yeah, show party? Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some, man, doing that scene, I actually got a really bad, like, headache from one of those, one night whenever I, ha- I was carrying around this whiskey bottle. And I went to set it down, and we did the leg thing where I, like, thrust on to Chiron, and then Miles, who played Aaron, pulled us away. Well, when he pulled me away, I felt back. my head hit the ring of that bottle and as soon as I hit it, it popped me in the back of the head. I rolled over and I was like almost in tears but I was like, keep going. So I kept laughing over it. And then when I got up, I was like, hey dude, I need to lean on you. (laughs) And I just walked off and and then the stage manager was like, I saw that. Are you Good. <laughs> I was like, no, it hurts. <laughs> that sound, That
1: sounded just like the stage manager too. What was his name, the stage
0: manager? Uh, that was Allie. Yeah, Allie. She was, yeah, she was. Sounds... She 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 was wonderful. She did. Okay. Yeah. It was her first time being a stage manager for a main stage, and yeah. um, she really like I, she really put forth an effort, and it was really nice to see that out of someone, and like especially someone who has three assistant stage managers. 'Cause whenever you have that many stage managers, the work is usually divided out so evenly that you feel like, you know, they're not really doing a lot. But with Allie you could definitely see like, okay, she's like here all night. Mm. Like she's she's not really delegated any work. She wants to take everything on for herself. Yes. And um and she did a really good job. And, you know. Um yeah, it was, just really, nice. It was yeah. really nice to see that and like the assistant stage management was really, once we got to like showtime and that they were phenomenal, like trying to get the show ready backstage and making sure everything was in the right place. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I have to say one of my favorite parts of Titus or one of
1: my favorite experiences of working with you guys at Titus is seeing those relationships form. Over time with the characters and with you guys as an individual but seeing those things kind of symbiotically or cohesively work together It's, it's kind of like like seeing miles growth in his character was a really humbling thing right and like seeing your growth With like the Demetrius Chiron thing and then like the way you guys would play off of laughter And sometimes was just really awesome and then the way you put together the sweet Caroline thing <laughs> was fantastic and then the way that you guys you did the whole ring around the rosy thing and the dance around uh, what, what was the character that you did that with? Lavinia. The, the, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I got that wrong. But man, just seeing all those all those things grow it was just so cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like one of the funnest things to do, which although I didn't have all the notes to do that, but I don't know if you realized, but you, when you did Sweet Caroline, I did the. I did the transition, the chords of the... Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, I heard it.
0: Awesome. And, like... <laughs> I was... That came along because I was backstage, and every night I had done a different song.
1: Yeah, And then, yeah. And, like, you went from Elvis to... I don't know how...
0: I don't even know. I don't remember what you did. I, I did, like... I did, like, Eldon John one night. Right. I did, um... I did Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I did, uh... I did like what's considered like the. the Your
1: hips don't lie. is that what you did? I
0: don't remember. I, yeah, I did actually. I did that in a rehearsal. I forgot about that one. Okay. I did. Yeah, I did Shakira. Oh wow. Um, but like, at the whole point, uh, the whole point of I wanted to get was like, what they wanted was like, okay, there's this, they're a really good, gr- gross group of guys, and we weren't really like. We hadn't really done anything with it. You, you got there at some point. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> yeah. we had to show, like, um, what kind of object it was. And obviously, like, it, it was a doll with no clothes on. And it was, like, mm-hmm. about mid-level height. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so, like, I was standing backstage, and I had done Suspicious Minds about Elvis, like, three nights in a row. And the, the I was supposed to do Careless Whisper. And, it was, and I was like, I was going to try Careless Whisper for one of the stage managers. But I had my dresser from the first fight look at me and I was like, man, I just don't know why you haven't done Sweet Caroline yet. And then a light bulb went off in my head. And I saw it all happening just like, I saw the way I was gonna bring it on. I saw like the bum 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 happening. And I, I, my goal was to like, what I was really hoping for was because the first time I did it, I was, it was for the high school audience. And I was like, these are a bunch of kids who don't really go to the theater a lot. They're, they're kind of loud. We're going to see if I can't get them to do the bum bum bum. And it didn't happen. So I just get out there and it's like, bum and it's just like I waited for it and I was like oh. it's a tough sell though it's And I such waited. a tough sell it's hard to sell in a theater yeah. because like I know for a fact that um, there are two classes there I went to I went to high school in NAC and so right. uh, my my old high school was there and then my director's husband's school was there okay and both yeah, yeah. I, I, I do music with them sometimes I think
1: if it's for you. Tori, yeah. Tori and then. Yeah, Tori and Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. Those are, awesome. those are my people. Yeah. We had a whole 20 minute conversation after Titus was done after that day, mm-hmm. just talking about how proud he was of you guys mm-hmm. and how much he. Well, he was. He was. One of the things he said to me was he was glad that I did. I was able to develop the relationship with mm-hmm. you guys and I was able to. To promote or continuing to post you guys as much as I, I did on social media, so he was glad about that. Cause he he used the word, man. You know these theater guys. That's, that's my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I know all those guys. Like even if you know I didn't know them in in college, but they came to me in, in high school
0: and yada yada yada. And
1: so we we talked about that for a while.
0: Yeah, um, I think he saw a lot of those guys through like um, one act play competition. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's that where he sense. saw a lot of them. Um, but I, as as of now, I am the only. I was the only um, Nacogdoches High School student, I think, uh, to be in a show for like being a main stage show for like two and a half years. But. Um, there's a girl named Allie Beck who went to Martinsville, which was one yeah. of Matt's kids. Yeah, I know Ally. Yeah, and she yeah. Was, she's been in a ton of shows. She's she was in like Asian One Act. She was in um, uh, Biederman and the Firebugs, I believe. Um, and she's super talented. And yeah. she's actually at Rose Bruford right now in London, and doing and she's traveling. Wow. and She's actually traveling throughout Europe right now. And I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's, that is it's, wild. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's just so wild. Yeah, and it's really cool to, like, see her, like, journey go through it because, you know, you follow her on social media, and she, like, you know, the first thing she did when she got there was she was just taking pictures of everything, and so yeah. she just didn't know what else to do with them but to post them, and, you yeah. know, and we're able to see, like, what she's doing there, and um, she closed the show, like, right after Titus went up, and, um, Yeah, she's having a really good time over there, I believe. I would hope. (laughs) That is too cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That's that's just like, that's one of the internships you can do for um, a BFA program. Okay. So That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so
1: talking about Titus and I could probably talk about Titus for a long time I, oh, yeah. I, just, I probably could I, I really enjoyed working with you guys uh, I really enjoyed because for me that was I had not done any um, quote unquote like, additive to any film scoring on stage like that for like six years like it had been a while mm-hmm. and so it, it was an awesome experience for me to do that again um, and work guys in that and see how talented you were it was really awesome and really on thank you and um because i can honestly say the first group that i worked with wasn't that talented (laughs) wasn't as talented as you guys but it was a bunch of high school kids so you know they were a bit non-focused or out
0: of focus so yeah
1: but so you grew up in
0: NAC or where well i actually grew up in Um, so, like, I lived in Lufkin up until I was in, like, eighth grade, Yeah. and then we moved to NAC, oh. and, um, at first I went to a place called Woden, hated it, transferred over to Nack as soon as I could, um, I finished off my, I finished out my eighth grade year at NAC, no, at, uh, Woden, and... Yeah, Woden's not meant for everybody. Woden's meant for people that live in Woden, um... <laughs> Well, and like I get that. Yeah, and like the reason my parents thought it would be better for us was because, you know, it was a small it was a smaller school. Um that administration kind of like lied to my parents a lot, too. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're about the same size as that school. Um, we have like a choir program that you can get into, blah blah blah." Um there wasn't a choir program. uh, <laughs> uh there wasn't. Their school was about half the size of what Hudson was. Uh, in my graduating class at Woden, there was 37 people. Mm-hmm. At Hudson, there was, like, 150. So did you go to Hudson
1: when you lived in Loughlin, or Yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, I I spent most of my school life at Hudson. And then in high school, um, I transferred to NAC. After a year of living in NAC, my dad got a promotion at a job, and, and we ended up moving to Dallas. Okay. What part? Relit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's East Dallas, it's yeah. like super suburby. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: known as being the snobbish part of Dallas to some people, but I like where all that. It's nice. I've visited. I lived three-ish, three and a half years in Dallas. Um, one year in Irving, Las Colinas, and another year in Addison. Yeah, and had friends that lived in Raleigh or grew up in Raleigh, so I spent some time Mm there—not a whole lot, but enough time to where I enjoyed my time there. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Raleigh's really pretty. I love Raleigh, but that's where like this whole theater thing really started. I did Alice in Wonderland at NAC, and then um, there was something. Whenever I moved, there was something about the theater program that like hit me, because we were doing a play called Wonderland in the fall, but we were auditioning for it before, in, before the summer started. And so um, I was like, Wonderland? How's Wonderland? This makes sense. And so I went and did that. And then I was walking from choir one day, and I was in a theater one class in the morning, mm. and the director, uh, Brandon T. Arena, we all called him T., uh, I was walking by his class and he looked at me, and I had already auditioned for Wonderland, and he was like, do you sing? And I was like, um, yeah, I do sing a little bit. He was like, oh, um, come audition for this. And went from that moment, that's when I met the person I was gonna start dating in Dallas, and then like, I met a friend, and then they were like, well, you should audition for this, which is like the, and they had a UIL one-act play class, and I was like, okay, I will come audition for this. And then I ended up getting into the musical theater class and the one-act play class. Which was completely unheard of for someone who had only been there for like two and a half months. Mm-hmm. But I had somehow, like, built a relationship with the director already. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think what really got him was the fact that I was, like, super interested in auditioning for things. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he could see that and you know i ended up doing wonderland i was on stage crew for a show called the tempest and just like the shows we were doing were on college level scale Mm -hmm. and like we ended up getting nominated for like a whole lot of awards that year and um we did a musical we got nominated for like nine awards um including best musical at the dsm high school musical theater awards Mm -hmm. And, um, to get that is incredible because you're nominated along with, I think, eight other musicals and then, but that that's eight out of like 300 and so we were considered one of the top eight and that just like, it blows my mind to this day thinking about it. Like, wow, we, we did that. We didn't win at all. We were nominated yeah. for eleven. <laughs> it was yeah, great. that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: So, you said something that uh, that is really interesting to me. You said that you you guess you had built relationships with someone that allowed you to be able to have like kind of opportunity to do things, right? Is, do Do you think how much do you think building relationships with people goes into Actually, getting goals accomplished or maybe seeing things through as opposed to just relying on the talent or the
0: skill. In the theater world, it's extremely important. Um, if you have your foot in the door anywhere and you can get in and you can have that sort of repetition of being at that place and having a job every year, like that's the dream. Like, the dream for an actor is to be able to establish themselves in a place, in a city where they love, or in a, like, in a town where they love, or it's to inspire more to go out and do the thing that we love to do and just kind of build up the next generation of what's to come. And so um, I know people, uh, I worked at a theater company called Texas Shakespeare Festival in Mm -hmm. Kilgore, Texas, and there there are people there that have been doing shows, have been acting there for, like, Fifteen years. Yeah, but te- but Shakespeare in Kilgore, Texas, is huge. Oh yeah. Like
1: people don't know that one of the biggest Shakespeare festivals is in Kilgore, Texas.
0: And I- it's definitely one of the most important because yeah. it's the only professional theater in East Texas, and it's successful. Right. Right. Most people, um, most people who would go out and do that would fail within five or ten years. Yeah. And um, and I mean it's it's proven it's standed the test of time. There's like, it they perform in an auditorium that has like 210 seats. Yeah. And I actually went to college at Kilgore, and we did. Okay. Yeah, and that, the plays the, when we did plays, we did it in the same theater that Texas Shakespeare did. Right. And um, it was just like. And, like, getting to do that internship was such a wonderful opportunity. And, um, so being... I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh! So, like... The way it started was Raymond Caldwell was sitting around one day. He was like, you know what? It'd be really nice if we did some theater over the summer. Because there's not a whole lot going on on in Kilgore. And we have this, like... We have this festival that goes on. So let's see what happens. And so during like this week long festival that they used to do, he put on a a Shakespeare show and he put on two Shakespeare shows, put put out a loan and hired some MFA actors straight out of college, really cheap. And they put on two shows and then they did a show, what's it called? (laughs) It is the name of the show I know the name of it. What is it? It's like... The Daisy Bradford 3. And it was about, like... The startup of Kilgore. And, like, the world's richest acre. And, um... It was a... It was a show composed of, like, three actors. And... It... And... By doing those shows... And the shows were completely successful. And... For, it was actually at that point where, like, the city council went to Raymond and were like, hey, we want this every year because it's actually, like, brought in more people. And from that point, you know, I met people who had been going to Texas Shakespeare Festival for, like, 34 years. Right. And have been, haven't missed a season because it's just one of the things they love to do. And they were, from, and those people were from, like, North Carolina. Yeah. Or yeah. they were from Kilgore. Right. Yeah, and you know, and they've actually built connection, and by doing those shows, Raymond, Raymond Caldwell uh, met his associate artistic directors, Megan and Matthew Simpson, because he he hired them straight out of college, and they were like, oh uh, wow, we really love this place, we want to stay, you're gonna give us a job. And he was like, you know what? Sure, <laughs> let's do it. I don't know if the dialogue went like that. No, not yeah. at all. Not but, at all. That's, that's, but, that's the short version yeah, that Brandon yeah. Caldwell had told us. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. No, no. I've, and I've heard that story. I actually went to War College for a little bit. Did you? Yeah, that's hey. crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Long
0: Beach and went to War. That makes total sense. Because yeah. whenever I first looked at you, I was like, he's not from here. He's from somewhere. He's from somewhere, it's familiar, but he's not from here. And now that you say you're from Longview, I was like, makes perfect sense. You go to Pine Tree or Longview? Pine Tree. You went to Pine Tree? Yeah. It, yes! <laughs> I'm sorry, like, everything just kind of like, it clicked. What do you mean? I mean like, um, Kilgore and Longview are so weird. Yeah. It's just a whole different lifestyle. Once you hit Mount Enterprise and you go north from there, it's just Yeah. A whole different world yeah. compared to this, what Southeast Texas this, this is. is. This is what I tell people, man. It's like it's it's so crazy. I call it Longview
1: Tyler, anywhere like Henderson and up in mm-hmm. other other East Texas, and then anywhere down from that is deep east Texas until you get to like past Cleveland, right? Um, but the crazy thing is, is the people in deep East Texas do not even know about the other other East Texas Right and people in the other other East Texas sometimes do not know about deep East Texas Like we don't know like people in Longview sometimes The only thing we know about Nacogdoches is if you're in band, you know about marching competitions and if and sometimes and that they were awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if you were a, in a good band program, then you didn't care. I yeah. And I would just so happened to be because I actually I, I I went to this is this is the trippy part. So if you know about Kilbourne, you know about Liberty City. Oh, absolutely. I actually grew up in Liberty City. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Right. So if you know anything about Kilgore and anything about Liberty City, you know what a dynamic that is for, especially. For, a person of color Mm -hmm. and I'm saying that just speaking to you from a very honest standpoint but I grew up in Longview Mm -hmm. no I was born in Longview grew up in Liberty City moved back to Longview at some four miles a sophomore year of high school finished out at Pine Tree and then uh, went to Killboard for three years did not graduate kind of just blew those three years off of college for a little bit and just didn't really do much at all I think I actually finished well a good well I, I finished four semesters in in, in good standing and then I um, went off to Irving Texas to music production school to trade school called Media Tech Institute which I called Media Tech Institution because it was fun to say hmm. kind of home of the musically insane is what I would say <laughs> but I um, did that and then somehow ended up in substance abuse counseling which I say somehow but that's a drawn-out story as well Uh so but yeah
0: yeah Yeah, I got to do I got two years out of Kilgore and um, you know once I hit about the fourth semester I was like okay I think I'm done growing here like and so like I basically hit a stalemate and I ended up getting like very agitated with like having to be there because like I felt like I wasn't really doing anything anymore, I felt like I had done everything that I could do, um, and I could. and if, and when you carry around that attitude, it like kind of damages you a little bit, and so like people started wanting to hang out with me because they were like, hey, just, something's off about them, and um, I actually ended up like losing a lot of weight that semester too, and like, I think I got down to, like, the lowest I had been since high school. It was, like, 128 or something like that, and, um, man, that was only a year ago, and, like, I'll see people now who I had met during that semester, and they'll look at me and they are like, I didn't, (laughs) you're Skylar? And i was like, yeah, it's me, like, hello, and they're like, you look so different, I was like, yeah, well, like. I, I don't weigh 130 pounds anymore. I weigh 160 now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, No, that's not it. Like, you just seem different. You have like a different attitude about you, blah, blah. blah. I was like, Yeah, it's confidence. And they are like, That's not it either. Like, you just like, you seem better. And I'm just like, Wow, okay, that's a compliment. Um, <laughs> you always strive to be better. Yeah.
1: Sometimes when you get older, you take that compliment and you just run with it because it's the best compliment in the world. Really I guess sometimes that compliment means that you've just grown or you have, you, due to awareness or just observation or whatever. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Because well you don't have to. Some
0: people don't. <laughs> no, some people don't. Yeah. But like there was, like a month whenever I took psychology, the one the like the one there I had two classes that like I thoroughly enjoyed taking at mm-hmm. Kilgore. Oh, no, that's a lie. There were so many classes I loved taking though, last semester. The one thing I didn't like was that I wasn't acting. Um, I wasn't really a fan of my intro to cinema class because I felt like I wasn't really doing a whole lot of work to be in there. And I was just like, this is kind of a blow off class. Um, I had, and that was the only theater class I had my last semester at Kilgore. And so like, I had US History two. No, I had Texas government. Yeah, Texas government. I had, um, I had Texas government, psychology, I'm trying to remember my schedule. Texas government, psychology, interests, cinema, acting. I took 17 hours that semester. I don't remember what all the classes were, but I took 17 hours. And um, my psychology class was like, really heavy, because he was really honest, and, um, we were talking about, like, the effects of mental illness, and, like, what it could do, um, and it, there was one, there was one statistic that was extremely, like, scary to me, was that, like, um, a majority of suicides happened to be male, and so and he went into more detail and was like and i think a lot of that has to do with this culture that you know we've created over the past mm-hmm. like 30 years where it's like hey men suck mm-hmm. when and like we don't really see a whole lot of appreciation shown towards men anymore even like the ones who are like in the feminist movement and like are, are trying to push better change for people and, you know, you'll get, like, a, that's some really good work, like, every week or so. But, like, whenever you're a woman, you tend to get, like, complimented more. Like, wow, you look really pretty today. Or, wow, you're doing a lot of great work today. Mm-hmm. And, like, in you know, women tend to compliment each other more than men compliment each other. Because it's not as, like, socially normalized. And so you could probably go, and so that, I think the point I'm getting at is like, he was trying to get at the fact that like men tend to be like more emotionally scarred, not scarred, but disconnected from people okay. than women do. And so that leads to like more prone cases of like depression, mental illness, and right. stuff like that. Right. Okay. Okay. I get that. I haven't sat like this in a long time. <laughs> that. I, I've lost all range of motion. I stopped stretching after Titus, and it's not good.
1: Oh, Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> you get out of a routine, and, and then I'm your way. life just kind of breaks down. So did
1: you start stretching before Titus?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started... Actually, funny story. I was in Movement 2, and... The in your life, there are certain body parts that you don't really stretch, because, like, whenever you, you know, I played sports growing mm. up, and so you stretched your main, like, your thigh, your calf, your mm. arms. You don't really stretch out your hips that much.
1: Mm. So... It's a different, that's a different beast, man.
0: It was. Different. And I was, we were sitting there, and he was like, alright, we're gonna stretch out our hips, and I was like, you can do that. Yeah. And he was like... So much. He said, oh, you're not gonna be okay after this. And my director Slade in that class. And so I stretched out my hips for the first time and I was like, wow, this is like, that's really tight. That's really, but like, I'm getting it out. It feels really good, blah, blah, blah. And we're just sitting there he's like, all right. So uh, we're gonna get up, we're gonna do some Suzuki. And then I went to stand up and I just fell back down and I was like, oh my God. He was like, are you okay? I was like, that felt really good. I need to like, I need to stand up. So, I tried standing up again, and I just I couldn't bring myself to stand straight up because like my yeah. hips felt so good after that stretch. Yeah. I was like
1: yeah, um oh your blood j-. flow was going through, and it was so different yeah, everything yeah. was like moving, so like yeah.
0: the joints weren't tied up I didn't feel so tight much more
1: mobility in stretching
0: hips, yeah and like and then I get and now, like I'll see a video of a gymnast, and I get super jealous, I'm just like. <laughs> You can tell her hips yeah, are stretched out really well, or even if it's a guy, <laughs> or, even if, yeah, a or guy, even if it's a guy. Like, yeah. if I see a guy do a split, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> now
1: you're mad. <doing> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tr- I'm real big in, in stretching, and I, I do, I do a lot of yoga. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot, but I, I, I say when I say not a whole lot, I do basic yoga, but I do it often. Uh,
0: (laughs) I try and do a physical class every semester, but, like, this semester I have two very physical classes. I have dance appreciation and I have um, stage combat, and so, like, and that's going to be a topics course that we're doing, and so I will be, like, in motion a lot, and I feel like the more classes I have in that, that's the more successful I've been, and um, it's really shown... Because like if I'm able to get all of my energy out in those two classes, then I'm able to sit and focus and do what I need to do in like a theater history class or in a, a, a speech class. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. I took speech. Mm. That was one of the classes. Okay, the class, yeah, classes. Yeah, the last classes. that was that was one mm-hmm. of the last ones. Okay. Did horrible in that class. Oh my
1: god. Oh Lord. I did bad in speech at Kill College too. <laughs> Did you have Garrity? I I don't remember who I had, man. I, I'm 32 years old.
0: I thought you were like 26. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm 32. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I moved to Nacogdoches in 2016. In 2017, I had my 10-year high school
0: reunion. That's Yeah, I uh, yeah. <laughs> No, East Texas always has a way of, like, once you've lived there long enough. It's like this Jim, okay, it's like this Jim Carrey quote. Uh, He says, like, a person living in solitude is extremely dangerous because there's a peacefulness in solitude and it's addicting. And so once you're used to this kind of, like, peaceful environment that you've lived in for so long, you're like... If you were to move from here to New York City, you would combust because of how much that goes on there. Mm. And so, and that's what draws people back to these Texas It's like, "Ah, I just miss how quiet it was. Mm. And, you know, you like the idea of being able to, like, go for a walk and you be in the woods on a trail for, like, an hour and a half. Mm. And you're just in your thought. And you're just, like, you know, you're writing music or you're, like, thinking of, like, a project that you want to do.
1: Sure,
0: sure, yeah. So, although our time is coming to an
1: end, I have one more thing I wanna add in here. Is, I'm not too sure that East Texas is quiet for everybody that lives in East Texas. Like, but that does make a whole lot of sense with that Jim Carrey quote, because, I mean, you know, when you, when you it's kinda like the whole, um, Comparison of, of Comparison of Oh god what did you say Conditioning When you talked about conditioning yeah. A little bit earlier Same thing So I get that completely It makes a whole lot of sense so last thing I'm going to do Before we get out of here Is this is rapid fire questions Where I just kind of Shoot from the hip And give you questions And you respond Okay Alright First question is What did you not like About Titus? No comment <laughs> What was your least favorite experience? No comment. No comment. Cool. Oh, that, might have been, that might have been a good answer. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do in Nacogdoches?
0: My favorite thing to do in Nac, I love walking the trails. Like, I've been to the Arboretum probably 30 or 40 times. I love the Arboretum. Oh, man, it's so pretty. I love it. I'm actually thinking about, like, climbing that tower some point. I haven't decided when I'm going to do it, but you'll probably see some pictures from Instagram, like, of me being on top of that thing eventually. But it's difficult because there's barbed wire around it, and so I'm like, how would I maneuver that? Because I don't want to cut it because I don't want, like, the wrong things to get in there. Also, I want to get in there. So, (laughs) I just want to see what it looks like. You're a true problem solver. Right? (laughs) <laughs> well, like that's something I did in Kilgore. I like I used to climb the buildings downtown in Kilgore all the time, and like I climbed an oil derrick one time. And you are a true problem solver, <laughs> but you create problems to solve.
1: Sunday. Well, <laughs> you, you, you know what? I, I, I watched something. There's, it's a true, and I love this so much. They said that a true artist is a, is a person. That, has, has a knack for the ability to create a problem and then create the solution as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they when they said that, it's like, oh, okay. That's that's so beautiful because mm-hmm. doing art is just creating, period. Right. So when look at it in that aspect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Like Do, would you rather spend time bad. in Lufkin, Texas, yeah, in Nacogdoches, you know, Texas, like straight, or in Kilgore, Texas? I miss my Kilgore life. I've been missing my
0: Kilgore life a lot recently. So at the moment, it would be Kilgore, mainly because like there's not a lot to do. There's not, but there was a lot of opportunity to find things to do, and so like. On an off day I would drive to either I would drive to either Tyler or Longview I would go to the if I was really feeling like just like picking up a few guitars and like playing I would drive to Tyler go to Guitar Center talk with those guys for like an hour and then I would like go and see my girlfriend in Athens at the time um, and then um, if I wanted to just like I'm, I'm a good place to eat I I would go to Longview. I would probably eat like at like a BJ's or like Chick Fil A Chick-fil-A or a Chipotle. I, mean, I ate Chipotle a lot once I discovered it. <laughs> I like Chipotle. Yeah, I eat Chipotle for a solid week. Yeah. I, I got the extremely hot sauce every single time. Oh, I oh, I, love it. so it, yeah, uh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, I love it
1: so it makes my mouth burn for like the next two hours after I eat it. Right, just sitting there, your lips start feeling it's like they're like peeling off. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so what is the worst piece of advice you have
0: ever been given? Worst piece of advice I've ever been getting? Yeah the worst we, piece of advice uh, I ever got I, I can't would have to be her out. I was doing a show I'm not gonna say where Genially I was doing a show or, and uh, but, you know, I had another I had like a like stage manager really clarify, I wasn't at SFA. I wasn't at SFA. This didn't happen during Titus. Um, I, I had a stage manager look at me after rehearsal and say, you need to stop doing things so different every night because it's throwing us off. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so I started doing the same thing. I started to, do- it, and it was only on one moment, which wasn't a big deal, but uh, my director eventually came to me and was like, hey, like, what happened? And I was like, well, uh, I thought that, well, the stage manager told me that, like, it was throwing them off that I was doing it so different. And I was like, no, you were making decisions. That's what an actor does. I'm going to talk with them because they're not supposed to do that. And it was a good, like, learning experience for me, and it was a good learning experience for them. And then, like, eventually they were like, hey, I'm sorry, like, I, I didn't know, like, this is my first time, like, blah, blah, blah. I have, I've worked with a lot of, like, first-time stage managers, and so, like, it's a learning experience for all of us in that room. <laughs> the best piece of advice you've ever been given? There are two people in this world, the people who say they can and the people who say they can't. People who say they can't, say they can't go nowhere. I love that. I was told that when I was 10 years old. <laughs> can you believe that? 11 years that? old you believe that at 11? Oh, absolutely. Who told you that? It was my basketball coach. Okay. Yeah, I was having a really hard time learning how to do a crossover. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a between the leg crossover. And everyone was so much better. And I was just like, I just was at the baseline one day and I didn't go with that group. And I was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I I can't do it. Like, I'm trying everything I can to learn how to do this. I can't do it. And then he gave me that advice. And sure enough, like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be that person. At 11 years old, I had that conviction. And I I I just sat in a corner for like 10 minutes while everyone else was running their drills. And I just was learning how to do it. And now it's my best crossover. It's an awesome conviction to have at 11. Isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. I wish it's I had true. that conviction whenever they were trying to teach me how to play piano at six years old. The uh, wreck. Yeah. I was put in piano lessons, but I told Alex, my, the guy that was trying to teach me, Alex, I was like, I told him I already knew how to play. <laughs> oh, man. I was six. I didn't know. I was six. And so we stopped doing it.
1: <laughs> is there anything you want to say to the podcast before we get out? Just
0: love everyone, man. That's the only thing we can do to move forward in this world. It's the only thing we can do. Hey guys, this is Casey Muse and
1: Skyler Yarbrough. This has been the podcast about nothing. And be sure to listen on Spotify and wherever the heck y'all supposed. I, I still can't get that right. My bad. So I'll see you guys later. Peace.